1: here on nights because every year on January the 25th people around the world come together in celebration of Scotland's national poet and haggis lover Robbie Burns and it will come as no surprise in New Zealand it's been celebrated in New Zealand's most Scottish city Dunedin probably our greatest city as well I'd say Uh, for nearly 170 years Burns Night, or Burns Supper, is traditionally celebrated with a dinner consisting of haggis, neeps and tatties, uh, which are the latter, two of which are more commonly known as turnips and potatoes. And this year's supper was held at Toitu Early Settlers Museum. We're joined now by history curator there, Sean Brosnan. Sean, g'day. Thanks for talking to us.
2: Eskimo, how are you?
1: I'm well. How was the supper?
2: It's been a great event, thanks very much. Uh, still going on, actually. The Kaylee's just about to get underway. So it's been a wonderful evening with lots of poetry, lots of music, lots of chit-chat. Great Scottish celebration. Well, Contestants the, are the best of Scottishness.
1: The Scots are not, you know, they're not, they're not renowned for early, wrapping up evenings early, it's, it's fair to say. T- tell us about the haggis, Sean. Do you actually enjoy haggis?
2: Yeah, I do, actually. Um, It's very rich. It's basically like a pate, you know, let's Mm. face it. Um, It's a very rich sort of taste, but it's got an epic quality about it. And, of course, the way that Burns celebrated it is because it was, you know, the ordinary sort of poor man's food, and he was sort Mm. of defending that part of ordinary Scottish culture against the pretensions of the high and mighty and the aspirations to be more like the Europeans or the English. Mm. So you could sort of say that, you know, the address to the haggis, the famous poem to the haggis, is a bit like if a New Zealand poet wrote a pay on to fish and chips.
1: Right, right. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, every year, Sean, there's a theme and a guest speaker. Um, what and who was it this year?
2: This year we decided to focus on Burns and family life because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people know that Burns was quite a womanizer and he had a lot of children in and out of wedlock. But he was actually also a very devoted and loving father and husband. Um, you know, he was able to sort of manage both sides of the coin, if you like. So, you know, there's, there's all sorts of things that you can draw on there. So the, the speakers we invite tonight were Professor Tom Brooking, who's well-known around the country, Mm -hmm. I would imagine, is sort of one of our great historians, particularly on um, Scottish aspects Mm -hmm. of New Zealand life. And fittingly, as the family theme, the other um, toast, which is the um, toast to the lassies, was given by his daughter, Rachel Brooking, who is, of course, the MP for Dunedin. That's right.
1: Now, we'll talk in a second about the Dunedin connection with with Burns, but Mm -hmm. nearly 170 years uh, Burn's Supper's been celebrated. Where did it come from in the first place?
2: It came from a gathering of Burns' friends who, not very many, just a few years after his death, because he died very young, you know, he was only 37 when he died, and he was a wonderful friend. So he left behind a lot of people who were absolutely, you know, they loved him. So just a few years later, some of the friends gathered together, not on his birthday on that occasion, to celebrate his life. And then they decided that they do it every year, and they decided to fix it on his birthday, 25th of January. So that's the way the tradition began, and it spread out from there and has been embraced by Scots and Scotophiles all around the world ever since.
1: Scotophiles. Landon, you were this evening. Thank you for that. R- R- Robert Burns himself, he never set foot in the city, of course, but I, am I right in saying, Sean, that his nephew played a, a key role in the establishment of oh, the
2: Yeah. So Robert Burns' brother, Gilbert, who was very close to they farmed in partnership. Well, his son, Thomas, became a Presbyterian minister, and it was he that led... The pilgrims to Dunedin in 1848, he was the Moses of the settlement, if you like. You know, really important, the minister of first church, um, key player in the early years of Dunedin, very influential in terms of education and religion, all sorts of things. So yeah, that was Robbie's nephew. And they would have actually crisscrossed in real life, because Thomas Burns was born just a few months before his uncle died, and he would have no doubt dandled him on his knee. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's nice to imagine, isn't it? Oh, it's amazing, yeah. There's that beautiful statue as well, isn't there, of Robert Burns?
2: That's right. And, you know, the family, um, who were very protective of their uncle's reputation, because, you know, in the late 19th century, there was a lot of emphasis on his drinking and womanising and so forth. But family members here in Dunedin, Burns' son in particular, Arthur, you know, they kicked back against that, and they were very um, keen to have the statue erected. And it's right in the heart of the city, which is a very appropriate place where up above the octagon there, it's it's one of four statues done by um, Sir John Steele. They're very similar, and I've seen three of them. One's in Dundee, one's in um, London, and one's in Central Park in New York. But the one in Dunedin, in my view, is the pick of the bunch.
1: Couldn't agree more with you, <laughs> having not seen any of the others. And this um, Dunedin-Scotland connection, it's... I mean, it goes back a long way and, and obviously it has many of its roots in sort of shared religion and, and so on and so forth. But it persists even today. I suppose, in a sense, it will persist for for, it, for as long as each city persists. Because, isn't it, am I right in saying that the layout of Dunedin in terms of the streets and how they flow into one another is based on the layout of old, Ed, old Edinburgh? Is that right?
2: Not quite. It's inspired by the. Um the new town of Edinburgh, new
1: town, of, but, right?
2: Yeah, so you got the old town up on the you know the volcanic spur, and no. that was all higgledy piggledy. Mm-hmm. But in the eighteenth um, century, it was uh, ex- the town extended out over the flat um, and was designed as a really classical street pattern, which was you know a model for city development for the rest of you know the world basically. And so when Kettle, who was the original survey, came out to need his job was to try and make something similar. classical sort of. Um, Town plan, which he did very cleverly on the rather um challenging site of Dunedin, and the most important thing he gave to it was the nomenclature. So of Burn of his original sixty names for the streets of Dunedin, fifty of them were um, Edinburgh street names. And since then many, many, many more of Dunedin's streets and suburb names are taken from Edinburgh. Hmm. And of course the, the name Dunedin is the Gaelic name for Edinburgh. So it's right,
1: Dunedian. Yeah. D- Dunedian. Yeah. Right, finally, Sean, I know you've got a party to get back to, but um, some of our listeners will never have heard the address to a haggis, which is a pretty key part of the whole supper. Um, would you mi- we won't make you do the whole thing, but would you mind giving us just a couple of stanzas from it, please?
2: couple of stanzas? Sure. All right, so you've got to imagine you've got this big, plump haggis yeah. steaming on a table in front of you. Uh-huh. And here we go. Fair for your on a soncy face. Great chieftain o'er oh, the puddin' race. Aboon them all, ye tuck your place, punch, tripe, or him, Weel are ye worthy o'er oh, grace, as long's my arm. The groaning trencher there ye fill, your herdies like a distant hill. Your pin would help to mend the mill in time o' need, while through your paws the jews distill like amber bead. There you go. There's two of the eight stanzas of the dress to the hacker.
1: Sign them up. We'll keep. We'll keep you around. Beautiful, man. Sean Brosnan. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting to us about Burns' supper and regaling us with that delightful poetry from, uh, well, the other side of the world. It's been a delight. No
2: worries. I'll get back for Kaylee. Good
1: man.